You've discovered TalkZone.com, the best in Internet talk radio. TalkZone.com. You are listening to the Mentoring Success Group Radio Network exclusively on TalkZone.com. We're back, and this is your competitive advantage. And I'm your host, Tom Tubergen, and we're talking with Jed Jones from Jed Jones Consulting about how to successfully sell and market your products and services. All right, we're back, and we're going to talk more about how we make our websites uh, convert in selling products, selling our services, and uh, Jed's here to help us. Jed, uh, tell me a little bit, uh, again, uh, you know, when we left, we were talking about this whole uh, issue of uh, if it's not working, is it a lack of traffic? Do I need more traffic, or is there something about my website that I need to, need to worry about? Uh, you know, wh- wh- where do I start? How, would I, how do I rule one out versus the other? Yeah. Well, I would start by uh, I would start by getting as much traffic as you can initially, and you may have to pay a little bit more for that. So the the, the ideal scenario is for you to have the most efficiently designed uh, ad campaign, if, if indeed you're using paid ads to get people to your site. And again, that's a whole other topic area. But the main the key the key points there, of course, are not paying too much for keywords, uh, paying for the right keywords and uh, making sure that your ads are well-written and in alignment with not only what you do, but with what people might be interested in. But initially, even if you don't have a fully optimized campaign, the way you can get around that is just pay more per click. In other words, you just pay more uh, per word, and you may, you're, you're losing a little bit of money in the short term by not having it optimized, but you look at it as an investment. So you up your budget, make sure that you're getting uh, you know, a high enough budget to maximize the number of clicks that you could potentially get. And then once you've done that, then at least you know, hey, for, for right now, I've got traffic coming to my website. It may not be uh, the most cost-effective way to do it, but I'm going to get traffic there because I want to see, once I get them there, are they going to do what it is I'd like them to do? Are they going to convert, really? And once you've gotten enough customers or enough visitors coming to your site, the next, uh, next thing is, okay, now we've got them here. Think of, think of it like inviting them into your home or inviting them into your, your place of business. Um, you want them to be comfortable. You want them to understand what's going on. A website's the same way. It's just a virtual space. And um, one of the most common mistakes people make is that they assume, A, people know what they do, and assume, B, that the value of what they do is, a, is, a, is abundantly clear, that, hey, anybody who really understood what I do would know that there's value here and they should be paying me for it. But those are not good assumptions because there are always there's always uh, another level uh, of quality one can attain in terms of making one's message succinct, short, and to the point as to what they're trying to do, making sure that you're targeting the right people. Now let's talk about targeting a little bit. If one, one, another mistake people make often is that they'll try to, to drive traffic to a corporate or a general purpose land, uh, I should say, website. They try to get someone to come. It's got to contact us. It's got our company history on there. It's got, you know, five or different, five or six different product lines. And that, that, it's not bad in and of itself. But there are better ways to get traffic, and, and there's much more focused ways to get people to do something that you want them to do. And the way to do that is, or one way to do that is, is what's called a landing page. And Tommy, you and I have had discussions in the past about landing pages, and 
I think you understand their value. Let's talk a little bit about those a little bit more. Sure. A landing page is really a way to drive specific action. Okay, so if landing pages are so great, why wouldn't all companies just have landing pages and not have a corporate website? Well, they serve different purposes. A corporate website is like the general, you know, everything to everybody type site. And that's good. You need that. You need to have a, a site that talks about your legal policies and every every other thing that needs to be out there informationally for people coming uh, who want to come to your site and find out more about you. But a landing page is really about, very specifically about, it's like a finely tuned machine. It's very simple, usually only one or two pages at the most, usually usually one page. And there's nowhere to go. There's not a million different links you can go to and links to your you know, other sites you have. It's mainly just a place for you to answer the call to action as a, as a user. So the best way to, to really get someone to respond to you online is to drive them to a landing page that usually it can be run off of your main website. I usually recommend having it run on a separate URL. A URL is basically a web address um, because your, let's say your website is you know acmecorp.com, but your landing page might be you know Spring Promo, you know, or you know whatever your whatever it is that you do. It's more usually more catchy sounding. The only drawback to not hosting the landing page on your main website is that you don't benefit from all the extra traffic coming to your site in terms of having your site be look better or more valuable to search engines when they do that algorithm we talked about earlier. But that's really a judgment call. Some people like to host it. So it's a technical concern. It, it is somewhat important, but let's not go too much detail on that. The main point here is that you have a landing page, and when someone comes to the page, again, very simple messaging at the top, some catchy images, a few uh, sentences at the most on what it is that your site is all about and who you're targeting or who, who should care, and then, of course, why they should care. And then immediately you have somewhere above the fold. Above the fold, by the way, Tom, just means someone doesn't have to scroll down uh, on the page to see what's there. So above the fold would be when they first come to the site, everything that they see when they first come on, that's called above the fold. It comes from the newspaper uh, era when you have you know, the fold of the newspaper. You've got to look below it to see certain things at the bottom of the paper there. Sure. Okay. I do recommend, by the way, having below-the-fold information. In fact, that's a great place to put all the details about your product or service. I usually put a button above the fold that says, hey, you know, more details here. And they click it, but instead of going to another page, it just scrolls down automatically to the information down below that actually has the details. Some people want to know a lot. They want to research it before they make a decision or they want to well, great. Have all that information down below. You could have the you could have the page really, really long and have to scroll down four, five, six, seven times to get all the information. That's totally okay, as long as that information doesn't get between the visitor when they first come to the website and the potential to answer the call to action. So you want someone to basically come to your site, hopefully immediately click on your web form or purchase your product. But for those that don't, who want to spend a little more time, well, great. You've got the information there. But the point is, you don't want to overwhelm them with text, um, with, you know, with copy, so to speak, in order to get your message across in a detailed way if it means that some people will just kind of go away because they're just, their attention span is not long enough or they don't, they're not compelled enough to, uh, to make a purchase or do what you want them to do. Okay, so let's take a few moments to talk about some of the other ways that we can get people to come to our website. And I'm thinking things like viral marketing, article marketing, um, Email campaigns is one that's been really popular, got a lot of attention here over the last year. Uh, tell me a little bit about how, their effectiveness. 
Yeah, there's different ways. So pay per pay per click is the best way. If you, I mean, literally, you could if you had a website right now and you want to start driving traffic in the next hour, provided that you do a pretty good job of selecting the right keywords initially, you could get people coming to your site within an hour. It's it's literally that quick to set up. You can go to Yahoo or Google or these other companies that do pay per click and get traffic. Thing is, it's expensive. Yeah, the money gets paid to the to the to the advertising. Per, in this case, Google, the advertising company, uh, whether or not you make any sales, they automatically every every time someone clicks on an ad, they get paid. You know that's so. The great thing about pay per click is that you're able to get uh, get ads, or I should say, get traffic right away. But it's going to cost you, and that's okay. It's it's, it's part of it's what's one valid strategy. Uh, other ways are doing, of course, just uh, optimizing your 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 website. Going back to the passive approach. And that's basically saying, hey, I'm going to make my website attractive to search engines for the right keywords so you're, you know what you're targeting so that the right people searching for the right keywords are going to find me on, the, on that page. Because, you know, uh, Tom, if you're not ranked on the first page or maybe two pages of Google, most people are not going to go beyond the first page or two when they look at search results. Most people will click on the first few links near the top or they might do a quick scan of the page to see what else might look good to them. But it's all about competing for eyes, basically. Um, so, you know, putting some time and money into making sure your website is attractive to search engines and optimizing that website is also very important because you will come up high on the organic search results. Now, other things you can do, um, you can do something called article marketing where you write articles uh, that are not about your company. They're usually about uh, a, often written by a third party or, uh, or, or ghost written under your name. And what they are basically is, something that talks about the space. It talks not about your company, but about the industry niche that you work in. And the article needs to be written in such a way that uh, someone who would read the article would get value out of the article, uh, even if they don't ever go to your website, even if they don't click your service. But the, the great thing about article marketing is you can get your article ranked on the first page of Google or Yahoo within a day or two of it being approved and submitted. It's much harder to get your website ranked that high, but the article itself will shoot above your website often. And someone reads the article. Sometimes they'll print it out. Sometimes they'll just you know keep it on their bookmarks. And at the bottom of the article, it's got a link to your website that pushes upward. That that basically helps Google value your website more because it's got a, it's called a backlink. And it also positions you as an expert in your field, which is important. Uh, and also you'll get warm leads. People will actually click on that link. Not everybody will, of course, but if you get enough people reading it, people will click on that link and go to your website. That's another way to do it. Wonderful thing about article marketing, too, by the way, is that those articles stay out on the web for weeks, months, or even years because unlike pay-per-click or text ads um, that you pay for, as soon as you turn off that campaign and stop paying the the advertiser, uh, that moment in time, your ads are gone from the Internet. But with articles... Of course, uh, they, they all, they're out there for uh, basically in perpetuity. Uh, other things you can do, um, you can do a blog. I, w- I would recommend as well. Blogs are a great way to get attention uh, because you're changing the content. Hopefully you're doing maybe a couple of new postings or entries every uh, month, maybe even more than that. Some people do it every day. As that content gets refreshed, um, uh, Google and other search engines value that. They say, hey, this person is actually putting relevant content and people are reading it. If you start building up a readership on your blog uh, who regularly come to your site, uh, Google really loves that. And they'll actually make 
either the blog site itself or websites that it's linking to uh, rank better on a search engine as well. So those are all things you can do. Um, they all involve cost. Um, blogs and articles take a lot of, you know, they take effort. I mean, some people just rather turn on a pay-per-click ad campaign and hope it all works. But if you go to the extra effort of thinking through what you want to do, what you want to say, making it succinct, making it easy to read, you can really get a lot of eyes. And, you know, think about reading, think about the effect of reading a three-line text ad versus having read an article or a blog on a topic. The, the article or blog gives context, it positions you as an expert, it makes you sound like you know what you're talking about, and, and hopefully you do if you're writing the, the, the article or blog. That's a good point for us to take a break here again, Jed. And when, we, when we're going to come back, we're going to uh, talk about search engine optimization just briefly and uh, get a few final thoughts. So uh, good time for a break. And by the way, once more, if you'd like to contact Jed directly, you're going to find his profile and his complete contact information on our show page at TalkZone.com. You're listening to the Mentoring Success Group Radio Network, sponsored by TopSportSupplies.com. Remember, it's your adventure. Now is the time of year to begin planning your outdoor expeditions for the coming summer season. While you're at it, don't forget to visit www.TopSportSupplies.com. Whether you're planning an expedition in a wilderness area or an adventure to a remote corner of your backyard, Top Sport Supplies has over 19,000 tents, backpacks, apparel, binoculars, hunting equipment, camping, and outdoor gear in stock. Best of all, you can shop from the comfort and the convenience of your home or desk. TopSportSupplies.com offers free shipping within the U.S. for every order over $50. TopSportSupplies.com, it's your adventure. Do you feel like your business is running you right into the ground? Do you always seem to have more questions than answers? Every month, the Business Performance Analysis Engine at www mentoringsuccessgroup.com asks you a series of detailed questions about every aspect of your business. Your answers are carefully calculated and compared against your competitors, and you get a confidential diagnostic report that shows you where your strengths are. Specific weaknesses and business issues are prioritized for you to focus on during the following month. We compare your performance to your peers and your competitors from around the world. And now, exclusively for our listening audience, you can get half off of our regular monthly subscription rate. Simply use the code RADIO when you sign up, and we'll take half off of the monthly subscription rate. www.mentoringsuccessgroup.com 